Welcome to episode 98 of... <laughs> You're just leaning over like a little I giraffe. have to share my mic. I know you do. Go I always on. have to lean. All right. I've... You're burying the lead. Just go ahead. Welcome to episode 98 of the All the Books Show, the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library, where we talk book news, author news, and literary news. I'm Eric Mickles. And I'm Nick Gunning. Yeah. And joining us today, we have a special guest, friend to the David A. Howe Public Library, friend to me, acquaintance of Eric... <laughs> <laughs> we have. That's right. <laughs> Took me a second. We have uh, Sarah Keeler Badger, director of the Genesee Dance Theater. Sarah, welcome. Hello, I'm happy to be here. You seem really happy. Yeah, I'm so that's so happy. good. I'm that's so good. Pumped. Sarah's yeah. taught uh, some Pilates classes at the library. We've done. Is it three years of Nutcracker or four? This will be the fourth year. Coming up on yeah. the fourth. Okay, one failed Twitter class, if you'll recall yeah. that, Eric. I, I think don't know that if was. I would say it was failed. No, that's true. I mean, I had a good time. I think that was before you were even on the job, Eric. Yeah. Sarah was. Gonna, that was right before I got there. Sarah was going to do a Twitter class because uh, people wanted it, and so I did it. Sarah came in, had slides, was I ready had to a go. PowerPoint, and it was no one came. Crafted. Oh man, it was like your, you it was like your me. sweet sixteen party all over again. Nobody I'll came. I'll you know <laughs> that there were at least three people. Oh, that's good. All right. At my sweet 16. Mom, sister. No, I'm just kidding. Veggie burgers. Anyway, uh, we have Sarah on today because we're going to talk about a little known uh, children's book, uh, Harry Potter. Because, yes. It's about time it's got its I think so, yeah. Nobody, yeah. nobody ever talks about these books, yeah. so finally we're doing... Uh, that's true. Yeah. I might be a little quiet during this episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's probably for the best. Yeah. yeah. I think your listeners will agree it was time. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Harry Potter is just now celebrating its 20th year since the first book came out. That seems crazy to me. Doesn't that seem... Yes. Makes me feel old. Like an old... 20? Person. 20 years? I feel like I was an adult when Harry Potter came out, but I guess I that mean, that's, wasn't quite you know, true. It was almost true, but not tracks. quite true. Anyway, we're going to dig into that later. But right now, we're going to talk about what we've been reading. Eric, hit me. With what I've been reading? Yeah. I read Woman in Cabin 10. Ooh. I hated it. Ah. You know what happened? Okay. What? Very early on, I realized I hated it. Yeah. And then I just had to keep reading it. Yeah. And that made me hate it even more because yeah. I'm like, I don't want to be here. I know that feeling. Like, you're about 40 pages into a book and you yeah. already have the review written. Yes. Like, in your head. It was that. I mean, I think you guys had your review That's... written, like, <laughs> oh, about my 10 word. weeks ago. <laughs> I kind of so... liked it. I thought it was okay. Like, I gave the... it a, a three star. Like, nothing special, but I got through it. It was right. fine. I was debating whether or not I'd bring this up on the podcast. Okay. Uh, so because I've, I've never told anyone this. Wow. Not My wife doesn't okay. even know this. Still a bedwetter. One, wow. one time when I was a kid, I wrote a, uh, like, a, I tried to write a kid's mystery thing because really? I like Boscar children and other really? stuff. And uh, the the gist was somebody robbed the bank. Yeah. And the kids found out it was their school janitor. Oh, no. Because at the school dance, they saw in his pocket he was carrying a $100 bill. Whoa. And they thought, where did he get that? <laughs> And that's how they knew he wow. robbed the bank. You're wow. really a man of the people. Yes, yeah, seriously. <laughs> and I thought, and yeah. I thought while reading Woman and Kevin 10, yeah. is this better than what I wrote <laughs> as a child? Be- well, because okay. how she figures out there was a murder yeah. is written just as badly as how Look, my eight it's... kids, who were based off of all my friends, yeah. it was the, the treehouse mysteries because they found an abandoned treehouse yeah. in the woods. There are, aren't there... Treehouse mysteries? Those, those are magic treehouses? Yeah, magic there was, tree there was no magic. Did you, Sarah, did you read this? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. I mean, the line was, the sound of a body. Yeah. yeah. But then... We did retweet that from the other books Twitter, so it's, it's pretty bad, yeah. It, to me, it's just something that because of that, the rest of it is just so... Seems so ridiculous to me. But she could have fixed it by just having her be looking out a window Look, and I, see a body. It, I, 
it, if she had known the body had fallen in the water in yeah. any other way, I think you could take it a little bit more seriously. Yeah. This this is just exactly the same as all the like Hunger Games ripoffs that get pulled up into that you know like I couldn't hear her talk of... about recognizing somebody from their Wikipedia photo anymore. I, know, I was true. going crazy. It's true. But the point I'm trying to make is I don't think that if this would have come out like before Girl on the Train and all that that anybody would be talking about this book. Yeah, there's definitely uh, a, like a big rise of those. Yeah, people people finish Girl on the Train and they're like, I need something like that. That's why I mean we talked about it. Every book for a year was like in the vein of Girl on the Train or Gone Girl. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess just, this one feels more like Girl on the Train. So anyway, maybe. Sorry. Girl I don't, on the boat. Girl on the Train. Yeah. I got because the character was obsessive. Yeah. With the people, like she yeah. kept watching them. Imagine, but like this was just, it was just so random. I don't know. Well, I couldn't get into it. I guess like when we talked about it back when I finished it, but for me it was because it was such a like a bottle episode if you will it was uh, just it was a ship so, in a bottle yeah it was nice. such a small cast of characters and so self-contained whereas something like girl on the train or whatever there's like this big kind of a conspiracy going on and a lot of different players involved this was just a little harmless poorly written mystery and that's why i was okay with it i was like whatever that's fine i think it also reaffirmed i don't like mysteries yeah because the whole time like well, i'm bored i'm bored yeah. i just i just can't get into it mysteries because it wasn't like, it wasn't funny it wasn't special it wasn't unique it was yeah. just very run-of-the-mill and if you don't like the genre that wasn't going to change your mind so I'm for not... you it's just the boxcar children or nothing <laughs> yeah, yeah i guess true. that's true that's respectable that's true <laughs> <laughs> i did like um what's the the agatha christie book i read Oregon Express? Yes, but I didn't okay. like the twist. Oh, okay. I didn't even know there was a twist, so thanks for... Well, I didn't like the reveal. I'm sorry, not twist. the twist, but okay. the, reveal. the reveal. I didn't like finding it. Yeah. Okay. All right, so you finished... Sorry, Woman everybody. Finished Woman in Cabin 10, and it's a big thumbs down. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Were you going to read this, Sarah? I was, was going to read it, but now okay. I don't know. I mean, yeah. you would like three hours. You'd but I be like done. a mystery. I think, you know, you, I I think like you'd a, enjoy it. It's, on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Understanding that it's not good. I think going in with the right expectations, you know, you kind of know. Yeah. So, okay. Good, good for her. Yeah, the yeah, author. Good, good for her. Good she's got, for a new, for she's got a new one coming out now. Oh, Lord. But, woman in Cabin 11. But yeah. yeah. But it's clever because it's so quick that like people are going to see on the dust jacket, author of Woman in Cabin 10, people who haven't gotten around to reading that are going to be like, oh, I should get this. So yes, timing-wise. That is clever. It's pretty good. <laughs> so any graphics or anything? or that's uh, You don't have to make anything up. That's fine. No, okay. I don't think so. I should have probably had my Goodreads open, but I don't think... Well, it's only the 98th time we've done this, so why, why, would, <laughs> why you, would you be prepared? Yeah, seriously. What about you, Sarah? Read anything this. good lately? Yeah, uh, I'm reading right now... Um, so be Harry Potter. Wilder Life, which is a book about don't Laura be... Ingalls Wilder, hmm. like this woman who loved her books as a kid and like goes back and explores some of the places where okay. she grew up. So it's pretty good. And then I just finished reading Octavia Butler's Kindred. Oh, which was really, yeah, really yeah. good. And I want to check out, there's a graphic novel I was just going to say, yeah, they, that's, that's popular. That's making a lot of waves right now. Yeah, and I think I might check that out too. Cool. I haven't you know, heard of this. That's interesting because you're not really a graphic novel no. person. But, but I can this... see how the story would, like, it almost needs images oh, okay. in some places. Like, I think it would work really well. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I liked the story enough that I think I'd check it out. Okay. Interesting. All right. Whoa, it says it's a science fiction novel, no uh, less. Yeah, exactly. That's why I wasn't sure, but then I, I listened to a review of it actually on another book podcast. Okay. And, All right. Uh, <laughs> and Wait, they read the room, <laughs> And uh, so it has some time travel elements in it, but it doesn't like try to really explain it. So it's kind I like of that. okay. You know, yeah, like you just I like that. have to accept it. I like that. So you I, know, I accept all time travel. Good. Good for you. Wait, didn't you, nice that, didn't you read uh, Time Traveler's Wife as well? I read about two chapters of it, and I never finished it. I like the movie okay. I was I never think... really compelled to read the yeah. book, you know. 
Do you ever do you ever yeah. see him in uh, the movie Hulk? Yeah, Eric Bana and Hulk. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I've seen it. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah it's really good. Hey, really I'm good. wearing a Hulk shirt. Oh, what if that. we just talked about the history of the Hulk That's, and that this was just a, a giant prank we pulled right on Sarah? Right and we're just going to talk about all the comics and shows and movies the that the Hulk, Hulk have been shirt. in. The Hulk is on Welcome my Welcome to the Hulk well. episode! It's a Hulk! We're going to Hulk out! Good thing this is a visual medium. Yeah. Everyone can appreciate <laughs> your true. wardrobe. People love our visual gags on this show. Yeah, hey Nick, look at this. <laughs> oh, Eric, all the books. that was so clever. Uh, well... You know what What you just said, though, about how they don't explain it and they just kind of leave that yeah. open. I like that kind of storytelling. And my wife and I watched a movie last night called Bokeh, I want to say. B-O-K-E-H. Like um, flowers? Uh, no. But anyway, brand new. It's about this couple, American couple, who is on vacation in Iceland. And they wake up in the morning and there are just no people. Like, they're the only ones left and everything's, like, unchanged. It's just them. And it was a really fascinating movie. So it's, it's of course, like a little indie thing. But check it out. See if you can find it. We don't have it in our system, but somebody okay does. with a K. Yeah. E H. Yeah. He just said that. Yeah, that's how I spelled it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, as far as reading, Big I was to uh, Doug Dalton. Are you? No. Oh no. Uh, I was traveling for a conference, which we'll get into in a little bit. But I had a lot of time uh, to read through some things, so I read a million graphic novels. So I'm going to compartmentalize those for you now. Uh, Cyclops Volume Two. Not great. First volume I liked. Eric, Star Trek Planet of the Apes. Yeah? Didn't really get into it. Maybe I will. But you might like it. It's yeah. just in time for the new Star Trek series and the new Planet of the Apes movie. That's true. So, and so I actually like. Do you prefer Star Trek or Planet of the Apes? <laughs> if you had to pick a All favorite. All of the above. Wow. Okay. Equally, yeah. which yeah. is to say none of the no, above. None of the above. Yeah. Okay. I got nothing to add then. I, oh, okay. I, I was just going to talk about how Similar. I liked the Planet of the Apes films more as the series went along. Okay. So, like with Ricardo Montalban and the circus. And yes, I think I that. actually, I think I liked the third one, the best. Okay, so all right, that's I, the where first, the apes I love the first travel one. from the future to Mar- well yeah, to, the 70s. to the 70s, San Diego. I think. I so. think it's like San Diego, San Francisco. Yeah, I don't think like it's New York City. No, it's not. I was playing a ballet class music album, nice. and the Star Trek theme was one of the songs, and I recognized it, which I hey, was like pretty proud of. There that. we go. Yeah, you know, that's great. That's something. Uh, I read the well, I guess the full run of Starfire. DC Comics superhero. It was really good. Starfire. I got it on my, I have a new Nook tablet and you can read them panel by panel. And so like when I was on the train and stuff, I just was like flipping through. I really Man, liked it. it I wish series. I could get a Nook tablet for free. Oh, well, Eric, if you enter into the adult summer reading program, we'll be doing a drawing at the end of the program and the winner will get a Nook tablet. Oh my gosh. So can I win be that? Being an employee? Uh, you're an employee, so oh. no. No, oh, you can't. But well, if you're not an employee. You I can't. quit. You can't. Hey. I quit just for that tablet. They're not that expensive. Oh, can I? <laughs> hey, I need my job back. Oh, it's too late. I filled it. With, what? Sorry, Eric. What? I'll be starting Monday. Yeah, Sarah, Sarah's going to Oh, jeez. All right. Should okay. I give you my resume now? I'm almost, I'm almost done with these graphics. So uh, I read Future Quest and The Flintstones, these new, like, crazy <laughs> Hanna-Barbera graphic novels. They were both bananas. The Flintstones was actually a little disturbing. <laughs> so I don't think I'm ever going to read that again. More disturbing than a but... man in his 30s reading. Have you have you seen these though? Have you no. seen these at all? They're doing like these weird adult takes on what what is it now? It's Wacky Racers. Yeah. It's uh, Flintstones. Well, Future Quest was everything. It was Johnny Quest, Scooby Doo in an Apocalypse. Scooby Doo in the Apocalypse, but they're it's a really Space weird Ghost it's a really back. weird tone. I was uh, I was just at a Barnes and Noble with Time to Kill, and so I picked them up and like read them because we're never gonna buy them for the collection. So that's the only way I would have like read them. But they were weird. They were really really weird. So if you didn't know these existed, I, you should probably look into them. 
Uh, I read, oh, okay, these next two. So I was at the ALA conference in Chicago this past weekend. Um, and a couple of the panels, there were some graphic novel and comic book panels. So I read Shay Fon, or I met Shay Fontana, who writes the DC Superhero Girls graphics, which are super popular in our junior cool. section. Yeah. And so I read the newest volume of that, Summer Olympus, and it was fun. It's for, you know, wait, kind of the 13 That's like Summer Olympics. Yeah, exactly. But it's the mountain Olympus. Olympus. So this this series is obviously meant for like tween girls, but I still kind of liked it. So if you're a tween girl and not really big into superheroes, I think that you would like this because it's more just about pals. You guys have a lot of tween girl listeners. We do. Yeah. 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 Yeah, You looked right at me as you were saying, (laughs) I think if you're a tween girl and you would like it. Again, it's a visual. It's a visual. Okay. That was a joke. Finally, I read uh, Gerard Way's Doom Patrol. Who there was a whole panel with all the Sorry, all the Sarah. creative writers from uh, DC's Young Animals. A fascinating panel. <laughs> it was really good to 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 be there. I didn't enjoy the book. It just seemed crazy for yeah. crazy's sake. So not that into that. So yeah. that's it for graphics. See how quickly I went. Yeah, so. Young Animals makes me want to point out that if uh, today's episode seems weird, it's because not only we're filming at my house. Yeah, I, I guess recording. Yeah, we're recording like in the afternoon. Yeah, so we're not even doing a night's episode. That's true. But yeah. I remembered Young Animals because I thought. I don't have a single young animal in this house. Yeah. They're all pretty old. They are all so, old. Yeah. They don't appreciate you calling them old. Yeah, seriously. They, sniffers can't even hear me. Okay, I read... Oh, oh, here we go. So, a few episodes back when we were talking about sexy new books, one of the ones that I was interested in that I hey, did we was... Hey, don't, we don't say the word sexy in this house, oh, actually. Sorry. I'm so. sorry. Flamingo Road, as you recall. Remember when we talked about Flamingo Road? Oh, yeah. Road? Did you not talk about this? No. No. You, okay. I, I, started, I started and I was really into it. I really liked it. It was about... It starts with... Uh, it's a female cop in Baltimore. She comes up on this, like, basically, I don't know, robbery in progress, and she ends up having to kill Go on. the perp. And it's really interesting. Like, in, in the, the victim won't testify and won't say anything. It's like you don't know what's going on. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, boom, she's taking time off. She's going to visit her niece. And then there's a group of people going around, like, killing horses to make, like, horse steaks uh, in crazy restaurants. Sarah, Sarah, cover your ears. I know. I'm sorry. And so then she was like, I have to stop this. So then, like, she and her niece are going to team up and go after this. And then an old friend of hers offers her a job as, like, a police officer who works at a racetrack. And so she quits her job at the Baltimore PD and, like, goes to work for as, like, a racetrack undercover cop, which mm-hmm. I guess is a thing. Yeah. And then it just keeps going. Then there's the FBI, and then suddenly we're talking hey, about man. human trafficking. steam here. Woo! It just was like, it was a hot mess. Yeah. It was just what from if, one thing to the next. It didn't seem to connect. Would you have enjoyed it more if the person solving the crime of these horse race murders yeah. Yeah. was a dog? What if it was Seabiscuit himself? <gasps> I like it. <laughs> yeah, probably if it was a dog. But anyway, I can't recommend it. A retired that book greyhound it was bad. and oh, Seabiscuit. Here's Team one that, up. Here's one that Sarah will disagree with me on. Are you ready? Uh, I finished Me Earl and the Dying mm, Girl, which you. I loved it. Loved it. And you haven't read it? I'm about to start it. You're I just finished Woman in Cabin 10. Okay. I I get the appeal for the target audience, but I didn't, like, it didn't do anything for me. It makes sense to me that you didn't. But like you it. you did like, the audiobook. So that might play. Oh. Well, no, I didn't do all oh, the audiobook. Audio. And that, it was kind of a weird audiobook, though, because it was multi cast. I don't so, think it would work well as an audiobook. He would do things. It was, it was half and half. Like, like yeah. I finished it just, just reading it. You're going to watch the movie? The audio. Yeah, I might, just before we do. We're doing this for a YA for Adults book club, everybody. June 24th at 6 o'clock. You yeah. can, or July, July. July, sorry. Adults you can only. Come join me and Eric as we talk about this. But anyway, what, what were you I, saying? 
I loved it. I've, it's been a few years, but I just finished reading his newer book, The Haters. Yeah. We did that on a sexy new book club. Remember that? We sure did. Yeah. And I liked it, but it was a definite letdown after loving... Like, I felt like me and Earl and the Dying Girl, for me, I love teen books, YA in general. Yeah. But it felt like that was, like, very fresh take on, like, this sick girl genre that became I, popular yes, after I, the I agree. Stars. I agree with that. I think that it was how they dealt with, with her illness and yeah. that whole, seeing that all the way through, I think, was uh, was well done. How many other books came out in this sick girl genre? Well, you know, I mean, it's just... I mean, a lot, actually. Yeah, like, but I mean, not just several. books, movies yeah. and everything. I mean, you've seen this a lot of times. And it was a fresh take, so I, I While will you were say sleeping. that. Yeah. The haters just felt like a, I don't know, it was, it was good and entertaining and funny, but... The jokes were just kind of like gross for gross sake mm. and like a lot of manic pixie dream girl stuff. Yeah. Like the characters never really, you know. I, I didn't like the, the the crassness and some of the language yeah. of Meryl and the Dying Girl. There's even more of that. But it, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it did sort of seem like teen boy talk. Yeah. You know, it didn't seem like gratuitous. It seemed like that's probably really the kind of stuff that they're saying. Yeah. But I didn't really didn't like it. it. Well, yeah. what, did, what did you like about it so much though? It's been a, a few years, but okay. I think I liked oh, the... I liked the tone of it. Like, it did okay. sound like teenagers talking and yeah. not being, like, super philosophical yeah. just for the sake of making some metaphor the way that a lot of um, teen books that I love do. Um, and I loved, like, you know, we were saying the way they dealt with her illness yeah. and the Rachel character and how yeah. she was, like, it's just a norm, like a regular person experiencing this and it, it their will... friendship. And... You know, often often when you have a book in with sort of some familiar tropes, uh authors i think react to that and make it so like we're not going to do that thing you expect and right. then it becomes annoying that yeah. they're like purposely i didn't think that was true like mm -hmm. i thought that that the way they they went in different directions felt like real and not just for the sake of being different yeah. so did you see the movie no i haven't yet i haven't either no. i've heard it's good oh okay all right. Well, we'll we'll dig into this more once Eric has read it. And again, we're going to sure talk will. about this. But not with Sarah. July twenty fourth. She's out of here after this. Are you going to come to the book club? I'm going to try. All right. It's the place to be. I hear. Six o'clock, July twenty fourth. Hey, how, yeah. how are your allergies doing? You want me to shut that door? No, I'm between good. Between you and the guinea pig. I'm okay. Okay. I'm all right so far. Nick um, is allergic to guinea pigs. It's true. It's a really weird <laughs> Eric's fact. Eric's house is crawling with but them. But it's been a lifelong. Yeah. yeah. It's my cross to bear. <laughs> I'm currently reading Testimony by Scott Turow, which is We have been, been on a bookmark the... forever. <laughs> Somebody keeps interrupting me. Otherwise, I just power right through. Sarah, if you please, we have a show we're trying to do here. <laughs> anyway, uh, I met Scott Turow at the ALA conference. Cool. Don't mean to drop names, but it happened. That's exciting. And he, so he signed this copy of the book for me. And I've, I've always, his, his big one is Presumed Innocent, which has been... I think is that the one they made into a movie with Harrison Ford? Does that sound right? It sounds like a Harrison Ford. Movie. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty did sure. They, did they change the title to Firewall? <laughs> no, no. Uh, but so that's been on my shelf forever, and I picked this one up, and I'm really liking it. It feels, it feels it has shades of Grisham, but it's a, it's a different style. So, anyway, I'm enjoying it. I'm liking it so far. I hear you That's met all. somebody else at the ALA. Should I just Another talk about big name. All right. I'm just going to talk about the ALA Go conference right We're now. moving okay. on to the <laughs> conference. ALA segment. Okay. So uh, last weekend... Uh, the Friends of the Library and the Public Library Association sponsored a trip for me to go out to the American Library Association's annual conference because the David A. Howe Public Library was selected to win the Excellence in Rural Library Service Award. Yay! Which, yes, so 
Wait, big... way to celebrate with Woo! us, Sarah. Thanks and congratulations to the staff and trustees and everything. It's a, it was an exciting thing for us to win. Um, no New York, no, no library in New York has ever won it before. It's a national award, so we were selected from libraries State again across the nation. So it's a it's a big deal. I mean, there's no other way to say it. It it was a big deal. So it was pretty exciting to go to that. Um, Valerie Jarrett, who is a senior uh, advisor to Barack Obama, all eight years he was in office, was the speaker at that, and had a lot of like library experience and background. So her her speech was great. Uh, they did a really nice presentation about our library and, and just talked about some of the things we're doing and why we were selected for the award. So it was really good. Um, and then outside of that, you know, it was just five days of, of programs and uh, on all sorts of different aspects of things you can do in libraries, you know, and it, and it covered everything. It covered programming. It covered sort of behind the scenes. It covered legal stuff, government stuff. I mean, it was it was really kind of an intensive several days. And there was a great expo where uh, I met a lot of the authors. Like Veronica Roth was there and Rena Telgemeier and just a lot of a lot of things like that just going on. So it was like surviving in a, in a library like everybody around me was a librarian so that was cool but the keynote speaker of that was hillary clinton which was probably what you were referring to no but, oh no okay. it wasn't okay All i right. thought it was it uh renee telgemeier no now you've met her twice yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah that's right because she was at that uh uh conference that we went to in 2014 lip pop is that what it was called something like that okay uh, yeah, so the keynote speaker was Hillary Clinton, who has a new memoir coming out. There also Simon Schuster is publishing her book. It takes a village as a, a full color like picture book, illustrated by um, Caldecott nominee whose name I can't remember, uh, but that's coming out soon. But anyway, she talked about just um, the vital roles that libraries play as far as keeping information free and open to everybody and being a source of. Uh, you know, truth and knowledge and learning. So it was, it was inspiring. It was a good, it was a good speech. Um, it started at 10 o'clock and I hopped the shuttle at 7 a.m. and got there about 7.20 and the line to get in was already like around the building and it was three hours before it started. So it was a good thing I went Fun. that early because I ended up getting a, a good seat. But Sarah Jessica Parker was there too. The ALA is doing a new like nationwide... <laughs> Yeah, did you not know that? No, oh, okay. you didn't tell me Sarah Jessica <laughs> Parker was I'm there. I'm sorry. Look at, will you look it up for me while I tell this story? Sarah Jessica oh, Parker geez. picked the first book club book, and I can't remember the title of it. It's a take on The Great Gatsby. But anyway, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker was there because the ALA is doing a new initiative where they're doing, they have an app and a website uh, built around everybody reading this one book. And so Sarah Jessica Parker's kind of like... What, what do you want to know? It's I called know ALA's book, book Club Central. But, but the book that she selected oh. right now. Uh, no One is Coming to Save Us the one. by Stephanie Watts. Yeah, so Stephanie Watts was there and they had a big uh, discussion up on... It was kind of like sitting in on a little book club right there because they discussed the book and everything. Uh, so that, that's, I think, going to be a cool thing to do for people to... Uh, dig in on she's stepping on uh, emma watson's toes i think with her yeah. nationwide yeah. book club but uh anyway so the conference well i i loved sarah jessica parker in the harry potter films did you oh. so she's so yeah, great. That was yeah. great yeah yeah anyway the conference was really good we have uh, we were presented with a great um a plaque to hang on the wall and like yeah a, we were a glass trophy that yeah. says all that so we're going to be doing a special 80th anniversary event at the library on july 14th at seven o'clock we're going to be recreating a night of one act plays that were first staged in 1937 sarah's directing one eric's directing one you are I'm going to be in one. Yeah. This so is, it's a this whole... is my, uh, my announcement. Yeah. This is the press conference to <laughs> yeah. announce that I'm... So I'm excited about it. I think it's... I mean, I've walked past those pictures in that like, the, the original playbill is framed yeah, in the auditorium. Yeah. So, I mean, I've walked by them a hundred times. And right. it was July of 1937. So we're doing like exactly 80 years 
So I think it's going to be really fun. So that's open to the public. Um, two previous directors are going to co-host the night with me. Brian Hildreth and Michelle Lavoie are going to be there. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. So come join us. 7 Make, o'clock. Making all your classic jokes. Yeah. From your classic stand-up yep, routine. Yeah, we're all going <laughs> to. Yeah. Anyway, so that was a, that was the ALA conference, everyone. Yeah. Thanks for asking. The, uh, <laughs> the, the, the statue they gave us, it looks... It it looks like if the, trof- like, the trophy, yeah, the trophy okay. that in like fifteen years, yeah. if a alien race comes to Earth yeah. and looks for like their lost forbidden treasure, yeah. that can save the galaxy, mm-hmm. and they come to the library, I won't be surprised if that's Cause, the because that's what they'll need. It's a very standard glass trophy, so I'm surprised <laughs> no. you've never seen anything like this before. <laughs> well, it's, you know. it's actually that's true. That's true. Um, hey, wait! I used to get lots of participant trophies for uh, little league baseball. Oh, good for you. Two. Good for you. Hey, on a that random note, Eric and I saw Baby Driver. Yeah. Edgar Wright film. Have you seen yeah. this, Sarah? Have you seen I previews for it or anything? No. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, I it was great. I didn't know what to expect. The first time I saw really? the trailer, I was like, eh, I don't know. And then oh, the yeah. second time, I was like, wait, I think I'm in. We've been learning something about I Nick and I uh, going to see the movies together. All when right. Nick picks the film, uh, okay. we don't we tend not to enjoy it. Okay. But when, uh, when <laughs> I don't someone else have... picks the mm-hmm. movie, when it's you a pretty good time. Yeah. Sarah, you don't, don't, you don't even, you've never even been to a movie, so you can't. <laughs> that is not true. Yeah, she just saw I that. Wonder uh, Woman. Yeah. No, oh. Wonder Woman, yeah. Oh, wow. oh, hey, let's talk about it then. Yeah, I, I'm not a superhero person, and uh, that's like. We saw Dark Knight together. Dark Knight Rises. That's true, as we did. Recall. Wait, yeah. really? Mm-hmm. I saw yeah. that with you. Well, I saw, I saw it, it twice. first. Oh. Yeah. I don't think that's true, actually. I think I saw it with you first. We've all seen I'm the, I'm the link between the three of us and viewing Dark Knight Rises together. Cool. So, I'm glad we had that discovery. Yeah. Anyway, so you loved Wonder Woman. I did. Even I, though you're not into superheroes. Something about it. I don't know. I went in. I honestly went in not kind of wanting to like it. Yeah. Just because Jeez. of the hype. And I this hate being that person. person but... yeah. Sarah's a pretty big sexist. Yeah. <laughs> is that yeah. what my dog Yeah, that was the problem I had with it. Yeah. No, I don't know. I just thought it was like, there was the superhero elements, yeah. but it wasn't. Yeah, it was a it was yeah. a good movie. It was just know, like a well done movie. Characters yeah, were fun, and yeah. So has it? Well, its numbers are great, right? I mean, Deme- uh, in America, it's now made more than uh, Batman v Superman and uh, Suicide Squad. What about Man of Steel? Yeah, well, both of those movies made more. than Oh, Man did they? Steel. Okay, yes. I wasn't sure so, how that worked out. Uh, it might hit seven hundred d- worldwide, mm-hmm. which I think might put it above Suicide Squad. Okay, but I don't I don't think it'll be able to beat Batman v Superman. But I mean, it's a pretty big deal that a Wonder Woman movie like beat out a movie that had Batman uh, and Superman yeah. in it. I think yeah. it kind of shows that, like, hey, maybe we should have made a Wonder Woman film in the past fifty years. Yeah, maybe yeah. people would have wanted it. In yeah. a way, though, it's kind of nice that maybe? like it was so good. The yeah, first, you know, the first yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly. Because it could have exactly. been so disappointing. I, right. It could have been 1984's Supergirl well, with Helen Slater. Well, when I saw <laughs> when I went to see it, yeah. um, it was like a, I want to say it was a Sunday afternoon. Okay, and behind me and my wife were this this elderly couple mm-hmm. just like by themselves like he was wearing a retired navy hat and everything okay. like they had to be in their above their 60s and stuff you know and i can't imagine that like they're going to every superhero movie Probably not. and i have to think like they're just going because they know wonder woman yeah it's the first time there's been a wonder woman movie yeah. so this one they probably watched the linda carter show if anything probably so i just thought like that shows that like the general oh, yeah. populace just yeah. wanted a film yeah, well, Sarah's a good out. example. Yeah. She's definitely not the target demographic. We, I think we've in. talked enough about Sarah. So Yeah, you're right. You haven't you're even right. begun. <laughs> That's Your main true. segment hasn't Yeah, we haven't even gotten to yet. her specialty yet. Uh, let's talk about uh, book news. <laughs> what's, uh, what's riding high in the New York Times bestseller list this week? All right. Now, that's young adult. Let's start with the hardcover adult fiction. Okay. 
So uh, let's start at number 10 and work our way up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what, a what a novelty. That's great. That's uh, number 10 on the hardcover fiction of New York Times bestsellers list is The Force by Don Winslow. This force is not connected to The Force. You don't know. Have you read uh, this Detective book? Sergeant and his crew in Manhattan North deal uh, with gangs, drugs, and guns and steal millions of dollars while they're at it. Hey, you know what? I think maybe that refers to the police force. I think so, yeah. You do? Okay, yeah. good, good, good. It's, it's Who is the police this force that flows through all of us, through yeah. all living yeah, things, and binds us, the, connects yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. Who is the author again? Don Winslow. Huh. Why do I really recognize f- the name Winslow? Carl Winslow from Family Matters, maybe? Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't recognize this this author, though. Is, do you? No. Is that one that sounds... Okay. No. Well, whatever. I literally just asked you, why do I know the name Winslow? That's true, you did. <laughs> Uh, right. And it's because of a fictional character from a 90s sitcom. Did I do that? <laughs> no, that wasn't Winslow. I know, that was her. All right, number nine, Come Sundown by Nora Roberts. Ooh. Years after she was kidnapped, a woman returns to her family's Montana ranch oh. to dig up dinosaur bones. Really? No, wow. no. But if she was gonna, Is Montana's by, the right place. That's yeah. by uh, Sherry Crichton. Is that yeah. who wrote that? Speaking of, number eight, Dragon Teeth hey, by Michael Crichton. Really good transition. What an amazing yeah. segue. Yeah, we're, we, share, uh, we share, well, we have two brains. Yeah. They're just okay. in two separate bodies. It seemed like both of them went on vacation as you started that story. <laughs> uh, I don't have to talk about Dragon Teeth anymore. I'd prefer you to. Uh, Kiss Carlo. Hmm. Okay. By Adrian... Wait, I'm, no, I'm just saying I accept the title, not that I want to kiss Carlo. <laughs> you don't know yet. You're right. You don't know what Carlo's yeah, about. Yeah, tell me more. Uh, by Adriana Trigiani. Yeah, okay. I feel like I know that name. Yeah, yeah. Extended Italian-American families work, feud, and fall in love in Philadelphia in 1949. Mm. And the title of this was Forget About It. <laughs> no, it was Kiss Carlo. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot. So, I forgot about um, it. First comes Kiss Carlo. Okay. <laughs> comes, I don't want to know what's right. after that. <laughs> Number six. Then comes Marriage Carlo. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Yeah. It better. Yeah. It better. Uh, number six. Tom Clancy Point of Contact by Mike Madden. <laughs> you read so that it's so not... weird. You read that like Mr. Spell. <laughs> you were like, Tom Clancy's. <laughs> Sorry. You just did a... Mr. Spell impersonation like Barry Gibbs. So is this like a Tom Clancy series that he's continuing? Why why the Tom Clancy? Yeah, Nick. Tom, <laughs> Tom Clancy start in his later years started writing with like Mark Greeny and a few others to continue like Jack Ryan and the Jack Ryan. This universe. is Jack Ryan Jr. And so Mark Greeny after Tom Clancy passed away, Mark Greeny wrote a couple and then he left and they brought in who's this? This is Mike Madden or Maiden? Mike Madden. They brought in Mike Madden to do it. So it's continuing. I don't think I don't think they're still doing standalones that are just in the Tom Clancy vibe. I think they're mm-hmm. sticking in established series. Even those, uh, uh, I don't know what they're called. They've got like the machine, the assault rifle on the cover. Like the video game ones? No. Oh. No. He, oh, not. I know what you mean. I think those are still Jack Ryan universe. Though. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Number five, Dangerous Minds by Janet Ivanovich. Mm-hmm. There's a movie called Dangerous Minds. Dangerous. Oh. So this must not be Stephanie Plum then. This is Emerson Knight, an oh. eccentric millionaire. Wait, is this ra- Night oh, and this Moon? Is Night Moon? Night Moon! Yes! <laughs> You're welcome, Sarah. Yeah. We, don't, we don't talk about Night and Moon every week. No, we don't. But when we do, yeah. we do it right. We actually only talk about it once a month, mm-hmm. when the Riley Moon is <laughs> yeah. at its largest and brightest. Uh, lighting up. That was stupid. <laughs> You're stupid. Uh, number four, Into the Water yeah. by Paula Hawkins. I'm kind of surprised. I mean, it's been here eight weeks. Yeah. 
But number four is kind of rough. Girl on the Train. Did you like Girl on the Train? I loved Girl on the Train. I gonna... just picked this up. Oh, I'm a few, okay. like, like one chapter in or something. Uh-huh. And then I was in the middle of something else. So I want to finish that so I did can, it... like, fully commit. Okay. But I... did it catch you from the, this yeah. the new one? Okay. Yeah. I've, isn't, isn't your I'm, wife I'm reading I'm excited to read it. She's read it. Oh. Did All she done. Like she it? loved it. She said, oh. Paula Hawkins does it again. Wow. So. Real original. That, yeah, that's the blurb. They've used they've used Kendra's uh, blurb. Wow. So. Wow. Cool. It's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's catchy. Sure. She's done it again. Yep. Kendra, <laughs> Kendra's done it again. <laughs> yeah. If anything. Number <laughs> number three, The Identicals by Ellen Hildebrand. 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 No, it's <laughs> it's Hildebrand. Uh, I know. Um, I know. So that's. I've only read her Christmas stuff. That's all. I wouldn't have expected uh, like this just beach read to beat into the water it's july well it's, uh, yeah. son of a gun yeah it is july it's time it's for july 2nd yeah it's on a beach i guess yeah. with umbrellas on the cover that's gonna be like a 40 something couple in cape cod or something so that's the that's book? a lot yeah that's complications in the lives of identical twins who were raised <laughs> by their divorced parents mm-hmm. one on Nantucket and one on martha's vineyard yes <laughs> okay all right. Uh, so I guess this is just a retelling of the Parent Trap. It is, yeah. Sans yeah, Lindsay wait, Lohan. Yeah, Lindsay Lohan. She's not. Or involved. Haley Mills. She's trying to be in it. Yeah, but she can't. She's working craft services. <laughs> Did you say crack services? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric, you get the trophy for this Yay! week. There you go. You know what? If an alien race came for this trophy, yeah. in like fifty <laughs> years, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. No, I wouldn't either. Uh, number two, The Silent Corner by Dean Koontz. Oh. And number two, mm-hmm. when's the last time he's written anything? Oh, not, I mean, since we've been doing the show, Ashley Bell came out. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm just kind of surprised that he's at number two. He has really, like, fanatical following. I mean, there's people who just swear by Dean Koontz, read everything he writes. Mm. It's a you really, swear it's a very, at Dean Koontz. I do. You just yeah, like his a, books I've so never, much. I, need, I guess maybe I just need to read a standalone, but Odd Thomas and uh, Frankenstein. Whew. Rough. Okay. Rough. Uh, no, this... let's talk about how much I hate Dean Koontz. <laughs> The play so this is, segment. This yeah. is the Silent Corner by Dean Koontz. It's yep. an FBI agent investigating an alarming surge in suicides, including Shh. her husband. It's a Silent Corner. What? Okay, go on. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, yeah, that's it. Uh, this is the first in a new series. Oh. Maybe this is your chance. Boy. Yeah, you could fall in love for the first time it with could. Dean Koontz. Yeah, it could be. Uh, number one. Camino Island oh, by John Grisham. Johnny Grish. Sure, Johnny if Grish. you don't want to read it phonetically. Yep. Uh, a search for stolen rare manuscripts mm-hmm. leads to a Florida island. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for Christopher Tolkien, yeah. that's that's where he is. <laughs> that's the place to go. That's a good reminder, too. This Wednesday, the 5th, we're going to be talking about the Testament in Book Club. So join us at 3 o'clock. Oh, that's this Wednesday? Yeah. I finished Woman in Cabin 10 to talk about the book club. That's next time. Ah, uh, is that next week? <laughs> Isn't it? Now you got me all off. I thought it was this week. I was like, I gotta finish. Actually, I just needed to talk about a book I had finished on this oh. podcast. Oh, okay. I've been looking all right. real bad. All right. Folks. Well, maybe you're right. I don't know. Now I'm now I'm all yeah. Turn around. People aren't gonna know who to believe. They're not. All right. I'll I'll look it up. Okay. I'll look it up. They Wait, but that's it books. though, right? We got it all. Yeah, that was the, no. the that was the top <laughs> no, ten. That's too much. Okay. Well, uh, as we've as we've hinted, the the big the big talk today. Is about the boy who lived, a good friend of Sarah's. Yes, yeah. Uh, so we're gonna chat about. These we're gonna chat about Podcasta Ricordioso. Eric, just maybe don't talk. Yeah, you. This. I just. I just. <laughs> it was good. It was, you're right. You're about, right. It was. A, that's not the spell. It was a Harry. You Potter. cast yeah. when you're recording a podcast no, at Hogwarts. It definitely is. It definitely is. Huh. You know what? I think you're right. I think Woman in Cabin Ten is this time. 
Yeah, July 5th, Woman in Cabin 10. Boom. Yeah, so I guess I'm just way ahead. Good job, man. Yeah. So way to spin that. Yeah. Yeah. In your favor. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, July fifth, we're talking about women in cabin ten, and Eric will be there, so you can join us for that. But now, now is the time for Harry Potter, which turns twenty today. <laughs> now it's always the Harry time Potter for time. Harry Potter. So, Sarah, did you say it turns twenty today? No. It's no. Last I mean, week. this. You know, this time. Uh, the podcast is timeless, so really, anytime. Yeah. Yeah. June twenty seventh. This, this is us breaking. Breaking the story. That's right. His 20th birthday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this just in. <laughs> Five days ago. All right. So let's talk about 20 years ago right now. Uh, did, did you pick this up? Like new? So it just passed its 20th anniversary of the British publication uh, okay. of Philosopher's Stone. Yeah. The American version, which was renamed Sorcerer's Stone, mm-hmm. as most people who yeah. are alive today yeah. know, came out in 98. So okay. I didn't start reading it until a couple months after it came out. <sighs> Wow. Here, so I'm only 19 think, years in. Think of all the time you've wasted. I know. <laughs> That's I've, embarrassing. It's my biggest regret, if so, I'm being honest. Did you did you click like right from the beginning? You were like, "Give me book two. I need." To yeah, I mean, so okay. when my my mom brought it home after hearing about it on the Rosie O'Donnell show. Ah, which, like, wait, which my mom brought it home. Yeah, that dates. I'm gonna shoot you with a koosh ball. Yeah, <laughs> cutie patootie. Ah, I was gonna say it. Who's <laughs> that? Tom Cruise. Uh, <laughs> she was a faithful uh, watcher of the Rosie O'Donnell show, and she brought home this book. And I was dead set against reading it. I thought it was going to be stupid because it was this boy. It looks stupid too. <laughs> it was this fantasy novel, and fantasy yeah. wasn't really my genre. Yeah. Um, and my mom started reading a chapter out loud to us, my mm-hmm. sister and I, every day. And I was like, after the first chapter, I was like sneaking it to read ahead and mm. things like that. So it was pretty nice. much instant once I okay. dove in. So you're right in there for the beginning. What about you, yeah. Eric? Uh, I don't know how my mom found out about it, but like one day we just had the first three Harry Potter books okay. in our house, oh. like in a basket of all huh. things. So I don't know if somebody gave us just got a basket the basket was just in the it's kitchen magic. and there were three the Harry, Potter books, Harry Potter books and I didn't know where it came from. Um, and I looked at the cover and I like, I looked through the book and I'm like, I don't know, this doesn't seem like my thing, but there was a video game, uh, <laughs> called Hocus Pocus, which if you look at it, it has nothing to do with Harry Potter other than it's wizards. Okay. And uh, I looked at the cover. I'm like, this doesn't not remind me of that game I've been enjoying playing Hocus Pocus. So I just picked it up and read it. And then I read the second one and the third one. Wow. And that must have been nine. It had to be either near the end of 99. Well, the third one wouldn't have been out at the end of 99. The third one it? came out in July of 99. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was, it was a year between. I don't Asking know if it was the summer or like. Or what? I don't remember when, but it was close enough that we didn't have to wait too long for the fourth book. Yeah. But the fourth book still took long enough that like we were like, where is it? Yeah. So it must have. It was somewhere between ninety nine or like winter or January ish of two thousand. Okay. So I was older. I mean, I was when I was working at a public library in Michigan. You have to be man. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and it was just one of those ones. I was. I always did the book return and there was always Harry Potter in the book return and then it would always pop up as a hold. That's why I read the first uh, Ranger's Apprentice. Oh, okay. Same thing, because I was yeah. like, why is this always checking out? So I just, uh, well, first of all, it was, it was. I remember when it, when it first came out, my, my mom had a big, like, no witchcraft sort of thing. So it was like, no Harry Potter. So you, know. you rebelled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but eventually, you know, just like doing the, the um, book returns or whatever, I checked the first couple of books out. I think actually I did the audio books, which read, audio by, books are great. read by Jim Dale, yeah. who just does an amazing job. So uh, those got me hooked in. Um, I enjoyed the first two. 
Um, I don't think it was until the third one that I was like, wait a minute, I really like this. And then the fourth one was like, oh my gosh, this is great, you know. Uh, so I think it took me just a little bit longer, but I was older. I mean, I was twenties, yeah. you know, by that point when I was doing that. So maybe it was the summer that I read them because I remember reading the first book, and then mm-hmm. I wanted to go like back to school shopping, mm-hmm. and it wasn't so far away. I've got mixed up memories here, man. I okay. don't know. It's all right. Maybe it was in a reread. It's all right. Well, no, I think just the way it sort of came into your life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's interesting to know. Yeah. Um, I was really. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say negative things here. So just. It's okay. Yourself. I've prepared. I myself. have a positive thing. I'm sitting really, here with Eric, so I've prepared myself. I was really put off by um, Order of the Phoenix. I didn't like. Common. Sentiment. Yeah, I didn't yeah. like. That's the, the fifth one. The all caps and the hairy, very. Yeah, it's. Emo, I mean, it's dark and you know, sad and. Yeah. Like, I think like. Umbridge is the worst. Yes. And, yeah. Yeah. I think once once I got past like once I got past it and read the next one, then I sort of appreciated it more retro. You know, like in yeah. hindsight. Yeah, that's like it's now a bridge book between yes. like the yeah. first three are very childhood yeah. and like there's darkness. I yeah. mean, that first book ends with spoiler. Yeah. Uh, you know, the villain in the back of the guy's head, which right. is really dark yeah, image. It like it this starts with a double murder. You know, like yeah. it's it's a dark book series and to an extent from the beginning but it has this like wonder and magic and everything turns out okay in the end mm-hmm. and then goblet of fire is like the the turning point and order of the phoenix is that like descent into this like very mm-hmm. dark harry's having all these visions and he's really like he's PTSD and it's mm-hmm. like crazy and then when six and seven are kind of like two parts of the same book like yeah defeating the bad guy and yeah. you know that like conclusion to the yeah to the series i remember um as much as I, <laughs> we're having boom mic issues, everyone, it's okay. I'm gesticulating too much. Yeah, as much as I uh, liked three and four, I felt like, and I still like when I think about it, if pressed, I would say that um, Half-Blood Prince is my favorite, which I know you can't, you can't choose a favorite yeah, child. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> but <laughs> that was, I don't know, something about that one, like, really, really worked for me. That was, and now, Eric, you stopped though, right? Wouldn't you stop at like three? I stopped at, uh, I've read four, and okay. that was the last one I had ever read. Just because or why did you uh four came out in 2000 like the summer of 2000 okay. july 8th 2000 there it which is. was the same time as the first x-men movie uh, which got me started which started getting me uh harry couldn't hold you reading x-men comics yeah. and uh i think if the fifth one had also like if the rest had been out and i would have just read the whole series mm-hmm. but between the three years that it took for four and five you had X-Men 1 and X-Men 2, and I had yeah. gotten into the comic books. And, and I think as a kid, like, after reading the first book, I instantly wanted to go there. Not even, like, just the shopping. I'm like, I got to get out. I got to get out of my house. <laughs> yeah. I got, mm-hmm. like, it was, like, a great escape for me as a kid. And I was like, I want to be there. I want to be in the school. I just want to do all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then X-Men came along, and it was almost, like, the same kind of, like, special people with special powers right. go to right. a special cool. Oh, yeah. And... It was much more constant, and there were more characters. Mm-hmm. Wasn't um, so I ended up just getting hard into X Men, and then by you know, the time I'm the fifth, shocked, I no. tried to read the fifth one, I sat mm-hmm. on the porch to read it, and I just was like, I think, I think my time is done. Mm-hmm. I put it down, and I walked away into the sunset. Mm-hmm. Never be seen again. Wow. So wow. How is it that Patrick Stewart was never in any of those movies? He's like the only British actor never to have been. Well, I feel like there's a story behind that. Behind him. Nor is Anne McKellen. And... Anne McKellen was asked to do Dumbledore, Dumbledore after the original Dumbledore passed yeah, away. I guess I heard that. But Richard he said Harris, no yeah. because Richard Harris did not like Anne McKellen's acting. Oh. He he said it was uh Well it's very cold. Like or it seems like it'd be hard I think to Anne do this. McKellen so, would not yeah. have been a great 
Dumbledore, like his. Well, he's. I mean, it was hard. Yeah. It'd be hard not to just see like Gandalf. Yeah, like, exactly. Dressed and he was a little bit like even. Dumbledore should have like this warmth and like a twinkle, like yeah. as serious and. Whoa, whoa, whoa! How if you, if you I mean, think that, that he, Gandalf didn't have warmth and twinkle, you know what I mean? like, he stepped in a trap. <laughs> but then it would just be like you know, oh, here he is doing the same yeah. thing again. But the, I, I hate Michael Gambon as Dumbledore too. So yeah. I was yeah, just going to say, I know I wasn't really like ready to dive into the movies, but while we're on this topic, I would just say, <laughs> sorry. no, it's okay. The, the Richard Harris, yes. I thought his like grandiose and everything was really good mm-hmm. for the character. My wife and, hates the second guy. Yeah. Yeah. And most he, people do. Yeah. Cause he, he yells he a lacked, lot. Yeah. He lacked the he grandiose. Lacked the he didn't seem, he seems mean. yeah, he, he's, he has I think like, I feel like, he had the strength for it, but yeah. he didn't have like the grace. Yeah. But it. his strength is like loud. It's yeah, not right. subtle. He's more aggressive than I ever read Dumbledore yeah. in the book. Uh, so, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> I remember very clearly... Well, I, I'm, I know I've told this story that before, was but I'm going to tell it again. When when Half-Blood Prince came out, it's when I was working in the library, and I read the entire first page. That's six? Yeah. I read the entire f- like first page when we had them all in the back right before they were allowed just to be oh. a rebel. J.K. Yeah. Rowling's but people are going to be calling you. I know. She's going to find me. True story, though. When I think I think it was... I don't know, somewhere in the middle there. Um, my library, which was not a huge library, but, you know, a, a decent size, probably a little bigger than where we are now. But we had we had 80 copies. They they leased 80 copies. Yeah. And they were never checked in. Never. I mean, it was just a constant. It was a giant cart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Call people. They'd be like, I'll be right there! You know, yeah. I mean, it was madness. So, yeah, it was it was definitely big business. So yeah. Well, they're still always mostly checked out anyway today. Yeah, it's true. I mean, they endured pretty well in popularity yeah yeah um so you you, you'll never go back and read the i don't see why unless like i have kids and they want me to read to them and they pick harry potter Mm -hmm. but i can't imagine by the fifth book they're not reading it on their own yeah yeah those dummies Mm -hmm. uh no i don't i don't really i mean i'm watching the movies now for the first time so it's not the same i guess man I, you gotta I, go. You gotta go back sometime. I can't. I guess I, there's too many years on it. There's too much baggage on my own. I don't <laughs> love the fandom, mm-hmm. so, and that was another thing. Mm-hmm. I, I'll back off after I say this, but like <laughs> in the same time as uh, I was falling out of Harry Potter, Harry Potter itself yeah. was getting insane because mm-hmm. the movie came out, mm-hmm. and just yeah. just like all of that I was like, this is too much. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to be associated with this mm-hmm. uh i mean i'm wearing a hulk t-shirt yeah, now you so are. yeah uh, i guess it was just something that like i was just gonna say it's kind of funny you're so anti that fandom when you said like... <laughs> the reason you stopped harry potter is because you found x-men and yeah. all you wanted was x-men that's true <laughs> uh i don't know what it was it was just something it was just too big i know what you mean for me it, it yeah it's it, the same like it's... it's the same way that like when everyone loved the dark knight yeah. I like made sure everybody knew Batman yeah. Begins yeah. was a great movie. You're right. It's just yeah. sometimes the things are just too popular. And I yeah. Well, it's nice. To, it's back. nice to have like an inside scoop. Like, oh, you guys have to read this. It's so great. Whereas, you know, now it's like everybody yeah. knows what that is. I mean, I, I guess I got into the fandom so early on. Like, yeah, it was ground between, floor. <laughs> I mean, I, I was reading the books and huge fan, and then this is like 2000, right after the fourth book, a little before the fourth book came out. I was on Harry Potter message boards at like age of 10 on my mom's computer nice and then we had that big three-year gap so it's interesting that you kind of fell out of it and in that three-year gap i got like what's the three years between order of the phoenix or goblet of fire and order of the phenix there's really? three years oh wow yeah i'm, I'm also she, yeah 
So I got even more into it from rereading yeah. and being on message boards and creating theories. And that was where I really started to like My wife, when, get involved. when she was in college, uh, she was in London for a semester and she got them and like read them out loud to her friends and then they like all got hooked so she like spread it out <laughs> but um see i think another thing though was that i was 14 yeah in 2000 and like by the time the third book came out i would have been 17 mm -hmm. so i think i also like aged which was just a you know yeah. a thing like if it had come out when i was a you know another yeah. age i definitely would have you know i ended yeah. up like the seventh book ended up coming out when i was 17 I was so like, like he was older than me when i started reading it yeah. like but just that like perfect amount yeah. of older where it's like oh it's this cool yeah. older kid right. i was like eight yeah. when i started reading it and harry's 11 in the first book and then it was neat because when i graduated high school the last book came out and it was like a culmination of a child was that 2007 mm -hmm. yes so i was i was turning 21 so mm -hmm. it would have july been. 21st yeah. i think i think i, I get i get what you're saying and i probably wouldn't have i probably wouldn't have gotten into them if i was reading them like in my late teens but by the time i started them i was already reading them like as an adult like purposely reading right. a children's book right. and so you just kind of do that differently yeah. like you just listen grant morrison you judge is just starting in 2001 I understand. so I understand. Mm -hmm. in, a, in adult picking up i'm gonna back off a junior or a young adult novel you sort of you read it through your own lens like you're reading it um because you know it's a children's book you read it knowing that the intended audience is children and that yeah. just changes your perception and i think whereas you are... hitting it late yeah. teens you would still have See, that my sister sort of... she read it the same time as i did yeah and but she stayed with it because yeah. she's two years younger than me mm -hmm. and then you know my siblings just get younger from mm -hmm. that because that's how it works yeah um so I, I do think that's just kind of the thing yeah it's so. i think it's always interesting when we talk about it as a children's book series because of course it is you know the first two or three books especially are written for that middle grade audience but I think it the the tone certainly of the books and even the writing style ages a little bit as Harry gets older which I is really unique really clever for, yeah it is um especially in the 90s they always talk about Harry Potter as being this like turning point for children's literature not only in sales but also in the way these books were written right before it was kind of perpetually these nine-year-old kids stayed yeah. nine years old for 20 books and they yeah. just learned a lesson yeah well and, 50 years when you yeah. talk about like Hardy Boys yeah and or like stuff. even I mean, the boxcar children yeah, yeah. I love boxcar children um but they kind of stay the same. They yeah. age a little in those books, I think. But mm -hmm. it's just they learn a lesson. They solve a mystery. Then the next book, it's kind of like starting over yeah. from scratch. Yeah, you just hit These reset. These books kind of have, they have that mystery component where there's a, each of the first four books is really a whodunit mm -hmm. um, in that genre with some magic thrown in. Mm -hmm. But then they get more complicated and the kids age and they have more complicated issues. And so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know sense. who decided it was a turning point because obviously they hadn't read Animorphs. Ah, so yes, yes. All right, <laughs> but you just wanted to. Just I just wanted to say that Animorphs. Well, I think Animorphs is up until Harry they, Potter came out. Animorphs was like the big yeah thing yeah. for this middle grade to early teen yeah. audience, and so and R.L. Stein. It was like Animorphs and R.L. Stein, and yeah. then. Like this weird. R.L. Like Stein British... had no teeth compared to the animals, <laughs> and that's because the animals could turn into tigers. Yeah, All right, yeah. I gotta stop. Right. Harry yeah, Potter yeah. is about a British boarding school, so like yeah. it kind of almost doesn't make sense that it was this huge. I mean, publishers thought it wasn't going to sell and it wasn't going to be yeah. marketable, which is laughable well, now. Which is but... crazy because like Roald Dahl had been popular like for how many years before Harry Potter, and there's it does like the first book doesn't share. But it had been so many uh, years since, the, like, those had their, that kind of yeah. vintage charm to them, yeah. and it had been so yeah. many years since a well, series. I'm just saying, it doesn't not, I don't, it shares a lot yeah. of Roald Dahlian 
kind of it does have some stuff sure elements. but i think i think the the marketplace at the time like your animorphs goosebumps yeah. that was sort of the name of the game like if you're if you're well, yeah, the know, long-running if series you're like the long-running 12, short chapter yeah, books that most kids that are reading in an hour those are the only options that i really feel like that you had at that yeah. point nobody was really pumping a lot of like money or effort into like a junior novel YA that you take didn't seriously really yeah exist, exactly you know as a, exactly. as a genre so you're, you're talking That's about true. going from like you know every two months you have an animorph book for 3.99 versus every you have, year or three you know, years a, a, a 30 dollar or whatever hardcover book 500 you know. page yeah totally. yeah I mean, so it, it kind of changed like it didn't it didn't negate the other stuff it just suddenly there was like a new a new approach, right. you know, that I think changed a lot. Then I think up until that point, people just assumed that kids would see a page count like that and be like, uh-uh, yeah. you know, and yeah. which I think it's smart the way she kind of worked into that because you look, mm-hmm. well, Eric's books are right there. I mean, you look at them as they go and they just like. <laughs> Not necessarily yeah. mine. Okay, good. totally necessary. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. Thanks for putting that in. But when you look at them, you can see they sort of. Yeah, they're massive. I have to keep them on the, the bottom biggest. shelf. Yeah. Yeah, and then the, the yeah. sixth yes. one is small. I've got, I've just got crappy Target bookcases. I can't yeah. put those on the no, top shelf. No, you can't. You can't put those on the top. You can carry it around as a weapon. Too, <laughs> yeah, some of the seventh book. Yeah. I remember when the seventh book came out because hey. I was like, I was just recently. Uh, we hadn't been married very long, and like we pre-ordered it from Barnes and Noble. Are you talking about you and me? No. <laughs> you could get it the day of and so it came in like yeah. a fancy Harry Potter box and mm-hmm. we just like ripped it open and we, we read that one aloud and I seriously regret that to this day mm. because we didn't enjoy it as much I think if we would have just like been absorbed into it yeah. on our own it kind of like we approached it differently so, and I, I regret that I guess I, I lied done. when I said I never read anything after that because when book seven came out I did read the epilogue That's oh. a, I didn't yeah. read the last I didn't read the last chapter I read the last like future yeah, vision so that i could then hold mm-hmm. it over uh my sister's head until she finished you're the, the worst person yes. I've yeah ever met. i never <laughs> spoiled it for any i wouldn't spoil it it was just saying i had and then yeah. sharing like stupid things like oh it turns out snape was actually pac-man all along <laughs> like and she would get my sister would get so mad at me yeah. I had a friend like somehow was... he was really gonna be pac-man i had a friend we would have so i would have these huge midnight release parties mm-hmm. where we'd all i lived <laughs> down the street from a barnes and noble and by the time the seventh book came out, the Barnes and Noble staff knew me so yeah. well that they just had me organize the whole party for the nice. store. Wow! Um, so I did that. <laughs> How old were you? I was seventeen, but I'd been going to this Child specific store him. since I was ten. Yeah. Now I realize they were just trying to make me yeah. do their work yeah. for them. Go ahead. Um, but at the time, I thought <laughs> it was sad. the coolest thing ever, yeah. and I think I put it on my resume. That is cool. Um, yeah, it was really cool. But I had this friend who would come to the midnight parties with us, and he would always read crazy fast. He was like, oh, he would. I think he was basically skimming, but then he would make these huge, like, oh my goodness, I can't oh, believe I that, that happened. Wait yeah. till you get to this part. And it yeah. drove me crazy. Oh, yeah. You and kill he did someone it only like because that. it drove me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I still invited him yep. every year. I don't know why. Should we talk about the epilogue? <laughs> was he good looking? I can. <laughs> you you like the epilogue? Yes. Okay. I have, I can defend it. Okay. So <laughs> I see why people dislike it because it is a. a marked difference in tone from especially the rest of the seventh book yeah but i like it because i think it shows what jk rowling's values are Mm -hmm. like as a writer and as Mm a (laughs) as a person who found her happiness later in life like hey i think it's something to be said that harry doesn't become this flashy like guy who's going out solving crimes and like (laughs) chasing down villains like his happiness is just like a wife and two kids and like they have this somewhat normal family life and i think that after war like after you come back from this massive war where he's lost so many people like 
the bravest people are the ones who are able to rebuild. Right. And I think that there's something to be said for that. Like, I totally get why it's not everyone's cup of tea. I, I've accepted that now. Um, <laughs> but at the time, when it first came out, I went to, a week after the book came out, I went to this con, um, convention in, in Toronto. <laughs> all that too. But I went to this convention in Toronto that was, like, was right after the book came out. Mm-hmm. And it was all these, like, called Prophecy 2007. And um, everybody, not everybody, there was like two teams, like Mm -hmm. the people who are hating on the epilogue and those of us who are defending it. And I just remember like getting so like, you don't even understand these books Mm -hmm. if you don't like it. But now I like understand why people don't like it. I just well, personally that battle was fought on the Quidditch court. Yeah, we should mention the Quidditch I, court. I think I don't the know. Quidditch you, pitch, Eric. I, it's the happened? pitch. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but I think you hit it right with tone. I, that's always been my problem. Yeah. Less so the 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 content and more, it it wraps up like you would expect a children's book to wrap up, and it's I felt like it kind of evolved past that point. So to jump back to like an earlier tone was jarring, and I just. Mm-hmm didn't appreciate it but it's also it. an epilogue so you don't have to yeah. you know like you yeah, can you're just right. you're right i like that she like ended it and then there's this 19 years later by the yeah. way 19 years later is coming up <gasps> september 1st will oh be 19 gosh. years wow. since the battle of hogwarts look at that um what are you gonna do so yeah go lie, see lie down. albus <laughs> yeah. severus and uh yeah <laughs> and so, crew do you do you, you like the epilogue can you, you say love the last animorph book what's it's your favorite epilogue. eric of the books that you <laughs> what's my favorite yeah uh I guess it's going to be three out of yeah. versus one or three. Yeah. It's probably going to be three. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's solid. It was three is a great novel. It three was interesting because that, the adaptation in the movie for three was tragic. Let yeah. Me just say yeah. really the Alfonso book is Cuaron. the yeah. book is like amazing. And the uh-huh. movie just like hacks it to pieces. Let me tell you so. out of all the Harry Potter movies I've seen, not all of them. Yeah. The third one's my favorite. Okay. It's because it's the most movie-ish. Yeah, well, it, it is. is. It is. It's just as an adaptation, it's bad. Yeah. You lose a, a lot. I mean, you hardly, I mean, serious, you don't even you get it, right? You lose a whole chunk tiny, of the plot that yeah. then if, like, if you're just a movie person, you miss this whole chunk of plot that later in, like, the seventh book yeah. doesn't, you know, you'd have to have had outside information to right. totally understand. Right. Uh, Pettigrew and like yeah. Lupin and the, the Marauders yeah. backstory. It gets dense. I mean, yeah. it gets, you got to have a lot in your head. I don't know what I like. I, I think I liked the third one because it felt like the darkest and the most mature hmm. at an age out of the first three books. Compared to, oh, the first three. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it, I think it's the, a... And that was, so like at that age, I think that resonated me with me the most because like I was at that age where I wanted stuff that felt more you have mature. so much cool stuff in that the book third, too the third really sort of i mean i don't know if you can say a mold was set with two books but i think like if you look at the the blocks of of one and two they're they have follow a very similar pattern of one and two do you think that's true i think so yes. i mean there's schoolboy then, yeah. whodunit novels yeah, yeah. and then three <laughs> still has that a little still has a whodunit aspect but there's so much more going on that it's sort of see i you like, see the broad, start to see ABC. the broader wizarding yes. world a little bit there's yeah. that i mean there's this great chapter where harry has left the dursleys um because of the dementor <laughs> and he's in on a dirt bike. <laughs> He's in Hogsmeade by himself. That sounded like a Dementor outside of our window, folks. (laughs) Uh, He's in Hogsmeade on his own, which Mm -hmm. is like just so much fun as a kid to like 
anytime you're you're reading about a protagonist who's yeah. a kid who's like on their own exploring something it's fun but he gets the firebolt and you see or he's exploring Diagon Alley on his own I'm sorry um then later they go to Hogsmeade for the first time and you get that whole fun side of things but it also has one of the most brilliant twists I think I know you hate the word twist mm-hmm. is that a thing no I only <laughs> I hate when I haven't read something oh, people okay. say the twist is okay. so great because yeah. then the whole time I'm waiting for the twist well the yeah, the twist with Sirius Black yeah. at the end is so like yeah. it's. I think it's one of the best crafted of the books, just yeah. in terms of plotting. Yeah. Um, well, my theory it's, about I have a theory so about it. So successful in the way that as soon as you know, it all makes sense. Like yeah. sometimes a twist comes and you're, you're like, like no. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. And I there is one in this series that is like mm-hmm. that for me. Is it Gumball We don't of have fire? to get into it. No, it's Albus Dumbledore in the uh, in the uh, no sorry Aberforth. It's Aberforth in the in the broken in the- piece of mirror. Oh, okay. I yeah. didn't like didn't that. Get that. I felt okay. like, why is that important? And the eye in the glass. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. eye in the glass. Like. And definitely Hollows. I guess I really, really was convinced that because Sirius had the other half of that, and his death was so impersonal that I thought somehow it was still him. But like, it was a blue eye. I know. I know. Yeah. I just up until that point, that was not really a character mm-hmm. to care about, and the way the book left you made you think that it was somebody important and yeah, I guess the he whole was Dumbledore, in a way, but... yeah because of I mean it kind of ties into Dumbledore's whole past and real Harry kind of it does and Deathly I just, I just realizing didn't think that, that Dumbledore was strong... wasn't perfect yeah I didn't I can think it was see a that. strong twist whereas yeah. the earlier one is mm-hmm. um my theory about Prisoner of Azkaban is a lot of people's favorites yeah and I feel like so the first two books J.K. Rowling wrote the first one she wrote in total anonymity yeah. you know obscurity basically mm-hmm. as she's was having a lot of personal struggles and then the second one um, she'd started writing before the first was even published. I think mm-hmm. the third one was the first one she'd written after she'd had a comfortable amount of success, mm-hmm. but wasn't didn't have all the pressure right. of this like hugely explosive popular series. At what point did the movies come out? Movies came out in 2001, so between Goblet of Fire and Okay, Order of the so Phoenix. not even, yeah. Okay. But I think it was Goblet of Fire that was the first, like, where there were midnight release parties. Okay. Um, and it was yes. right between I Azkaban rem- and Fire that things yeah. really blew up. And the movie rights were purchased. Well, the movie rights were purchased, but the movie was being made. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like, it seemed like she had a lot hard time dealing with that as a person who didn't want mm-hmm. to be a celebrity. Like, yeah. just wanted to write some books yeah, and pay her bills. Yeah, it must be terrible now to be J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Rowling. Rowling. Good job, Matt. <laughs> All this money. Eric's been practicing. All, do you... All this tweeting. What will I do with my life? Do you have, like, uh, do, you, do you view the books all equal in your mind like it's all pretty just much one... it's all just oh. like one thing okay um the ones i find myself rereading the most are probably deathly hallows philosopher's stone and azkaban okay. but for a long time yeah i don't know i couldn't really pick a favorite hmm. but those are the ones i find myself like just picking up and now, browsing I, through again i know the answer to this for you but uh have you read the like the outlying books like quidditch you know. and, yeah yeah i've read them all multiple times okay no. i I read Tales of Beetle Bard. I like that. I like that pretty yeah. well. Um, have you read any of them, Eric? No. Okay. No, I haven't. Uh, I didn't read Quidditch Through the Ages or Fantastic Beasts. Are they? Mm-hmm. So those came out after Goblet thing, of Fire. Right? Yeah. It, yeah. Um, to like raise in, in spring of 2001, yeah. I think, to raise money for a Comic Relief UK. And they were just supposed to be these little companion books. They're mm-hmm. fun. You know, if you've read the main series, especially up till then, yeah. there's a lot of fun, like, things. And Fantastic Beasts is supposed to be as though it was, like, a copy of Harry and Ron's text, or Harry's mm-hmm. textbook. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, little doodles by mm-hmm. Ron in the margins okay. and just, like, fun stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Quidditch Through the Ages is interesting because it, I mean, she really builds up this whole history behind mm. Quidditch and <laughs> mm-hmm. historical documents and stuff. So I think they're fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what about 
Fantastic Beasts. No, the... Uh, Beetle the Bard. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Beetle the Bard is a lot of fun for... It came out after Deathly Hallows. Are dark. Some of them are really dark, but they're like, fun. Whoa. Like it's just kind of part of the whole yeah. world building. Like you can imagine these actually being little fairy tales that yeah. you know people would read and I was, be passed uh, down to their kids. I was in Canada when that came out, and so we bought it. And then I didn't realize like, it, have you seen the kid? The, or the I guess it's probably just the European version, the blue and mm-hmm. yeah. I really like it. I think it's such I like it better than the yeah. Well, Fantastic Beetle the Bard, she originally wrote like several handwritten, had several handwritten copies Mm. that were given to people as gifts, like people who were influential Mm -hmm. in her journey as an author and in supporting the Harry Potter series from the beginning that she gave. There were seven of them that she gave to key people when Deathly Hallows came Mm -hmm. out. And then she had an extra, the seventh one I think was auctioned off for charity. Mm -hmm. And it was after it was auctioned off, I want to say Amazon was the winner. Mm. And they kind of... I'm probably wrong here and it's going to be embarrassing to me later. Um, But they, (laughs) they struck some deal to publish it Mm. um, to have certain amount of the proceeds go to a charity. So that was why in 2008 it was published. Yeah. What about, I don't know. I can't remember the name. The play. What is it called? Oh, The Cursed Child. Yes. The Cursed Child. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Let's talk about that. Yeah. It has some. Did you like it? Yes. Okay. I liked it. I thought it was fun to be back in the... I think it's it's a play and you have to see it. Yeah. You know, like, I think it was hard yeah. reading it. Everything I've heard about the play itself mm-hmm. is that it's great. Yeah. But you have to remember it wasn't written by J.K. Rowling. Right. I mean, right. it was written with her input. Yeah. And she had the, she was a huge part in the story development, yeah. I guess. Um, so I don't... I don't know. I kind of feel it's like a separate thing, yeah. you know. And it's you like can, Harry Potter Apocrypha. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You can take it as... You can take it as canon if you want, but you yeah. don't have to. And there's some story stuff, you know, I don't want to spoil it for people, yeah. but there's some story stuff that's bananas to me. Like, I can't really yeah. totally get on. Like, I'm fine with it. I'm like, eh, it's not part of the series. It's fine. Are you thinking about, like, Harry's characterization? No, just okay. the, you know, plot twist okay. in it. All right. Um, Harry's characterization, oh, I am Oh, great. Now fine. I know there's a twist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Harry's characterization, I'm oddly fine with. Like, I, I know okay a lot with of it, people, too. I thought it made sense. It, I mean, the guy has been through a lot yeah like he's human yeah, right. i think sometimes he gets in the fandom like venerated either yeah. people hate him or love him right in the fandom but like he's got his yeah. good moments and his bad moments i and... think well eric and i talked about this when it came out but like i'm i'm used to reading scripts you know yeah. so like that format like i get how to read that and some people that i've talked to who don't regularly read scripts were just kind of like couldn't didn't get into it. I like, couldn't really mm-hmm. follow it like a story because it's just dialogue and that's a hard... Yeah. That can be I, hard to do. It drove me crazy how the marketing... The marketing for it, though. They were marketing it as the eighth Harry Potter story. Yeah, yeah they were. Um, yeah. Which made people think it was, you know, all the news yeah. headlines. Like, it's not an eighth Harry Potter yeah. book. Yeah, um, I think but, it was definitely worth reading. Like, yeah, I'm, it's I'm fun. glad to have read it. I, I loved thought it growing was up cool. Hermione. Like, seeing... Yeah. I don't know. I thought she was, she was my favorite character. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was cool. I think it was cool. Um... Well, let's talk about the movies quickly. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, the movies probably inspired a lot of people to go back and read the books. I mean, I think a lot of people probably discovered it mm-hmm. first that way. Um, and there, there's some things, some things I feel like they, they smooth out a little bit mm-hmm. and some things I think just don't work at all. Yeah, I think it's, the books are so literary. I yeah. mean, they have that cinematic component of magic and wow, but... I don't know. I think it's they're hard to translate to and like maintain the. A lot of it's charm. like, I like I did not miss the House Elf, Elf Rebellion. And, and <laughs> I el- like that in the books, but I you don't need it. In there's the movie. a lot of there's a lot of Hermione's characterization in the books that 
I feel like I end up liking her more than yeah, in the movie movies Hermione than I do in so, the book. And they give they give movie Hermione, they give Emma Watson so many of the best lines from mm. the, Ron's best lines from the oh. books. Is that true? Um, I guess I yeah, oh, and okay. a lot of some of Dumbledore's lines get given to Hermione too. Mm. Like all of a sudden she's I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I they destroyed Ron in the movies. Yeah, in my that's opinion. true. You're right. And Ginny, I love Bonnie Wright as an actress, but yeah. I felt like she and Harry never had any chemistry at all. No, well, which they was kind of just like she's basically a cameo a couple in of times. Sorcerer's and, Stone, yeah. she's just you know yeah. one scene, but then right. without knowing later on, like oh, this yeah. is Harry's primary love right. interest. <laughs> right. So maybe we should you know. Yeah. But how do you cast a ten year old and like? you know, yeah. in that role. I yeah. like the movies for sure. They're just kind of a separate thing in my mind yeah. from the books. I thought that um, Order of the Phoenix was actually a really good movie and I was kind of indifferent to the book. So did you like, did you find the Order of the Phoenix? I like the movie. Fine. I... Goblet of Fire? Yeah. I thought it was fine. It definitely it's felt like a mix of the two, the first two that's like, here's everything. Yeah. And the second, third one being like, well, th- this is a movie instead. Yeah, yeah. It kind of felt yeah. like, oh, maybe we should try to do both. Mm-hmm. And the, the so. fifth, sixth, that, and Is that the seventh, Dumbledore change? Is that the first time we get new Dumbledore? Um, and, uh, no, that's the third one. Yeah. Oh, is it? He's yeah. in? He's, he's not early. The first oh, two. Okay. He's only in the Christopher right. Columbus ones. So yeah. So when the, when David Heyman directs, or David Yates directs the last four <laughs> movies, mm-hmm. and there's so many Davids involved in the production. Yeah, exactly. And once they get consistency with directors, I think the last four movies have like a nice consistency in mm-hmm. tone and visual style and things like that. So I think the last four movies are probably my favorite. Um, I love Deathly Hallows Part 1. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Deathly Hallows Part 2, they kind of ruin the whole if, Harry Voldemort battle at the end, and I'm I a little have, better about it. If I could have turned into like <laughs> smoke during Part 1 of 7 and then had a giant fan turn on and just blow me away... I would have. Well, I'm a like, giant fan. What weird. Not not like that. I mean, like an actual fan. <laughs> what weird imagery that was. I, so I just wanted to dissolve. You, I, I oh, would, as like... it was going on for like an hour and a half, I was just like, this, this is so boring. What's, they're just hanging out in this tent. It's just I think all I this like tent. it because Did it's tents literally. always play a big part in these books? It's like a page to page exact yeah, adaptation. That's true. That's fair. Which is because that's all I want from the movies. It, like, yeah. I don't need them to be good I, movies. I want to know. <laughs> they. There's. Eight of those is movies. that what started the trend? Is that the first? Like, let's split the last book. That is the first okay. one. Yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> now we have Hi. Mockingjay Part One. <laughs> part Seven. Yeah, nine. it must have been because that's. I mean, it was books they were splitting for yeah. a lot. So yeah, because even The Hobbit wasn't out for another yeah. bunch of years. Yeah. Um, that movie. I mean, it made kind of made sense to split Deathly Hallows because it is kind of two distinct parts, mm. but it doesn't need to be like every. If anything, I feel like they should have split. I don't know, Half-Blood Prince or Order of the Phoenix. Though. Yeah, so, Half-Blood Prince feels really rushed to me. Like, mm-hmm. that movie, they seem to just focus on, like, teen romance. and, and Yeah, there's tuck, a, it's like, like a rom-com. It is, yeah, <laughs> and they pull out a lot of the substance, so, yeah. Um, So there's eight of them. They're yeah. all, like, three hours long. Two and so, a half. And I'm somebody who likes marathoning movies, yeah. but I don't feel like even Harry Potter fans can marathon those films. So I want to know. <laughs> they can. I know they can. <laughs> I'll just say that. I don't know, but is there, like, this huge, like... Let's watch all eight Harry Potter films this weekend. That just yeah, seems like... Yeah, I mean, just a couple, what, a year ago or so, there was this big... It just seems like... Like... Exhausting. They did this and Like, you think they're too long. Yes, but I wonder if then, because reboots are just part of life cycle now, <laughs> if them being redone, the films being redone, now that we have the literary adaptations, yeah. and if they 
they decide like, all right, we're going to adapt the books, but they're going to be more aligned with like the third movie where it's like, we're going to cut stuff out, but like, just so that you could like shrink them down, make them more digestible. Like you're the only person who feels that way. I I don't know. I just feel like you're the only person who's ever seen the third movie and been like, yeah, I want more of that talking head. (laughs) Talking head. There's this weird talking, like Jamaican, like borderline offensive. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Yeah, I guess um, I did like that. If you're Jamaican, I would love it's probably to see not borderline. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would love to see them adapted as like a BBC miniseries. That's what I, in yeah, like the only way. That's just you know? longer than. Right, but it's then you can break hours. it up. Yeah. You know, like the way they did with a series of unfortunate events, yeah. they can break it up into like each book is like two episodes or yeah. whatever, and like stretch it out. Mm-hmm. So then you don't mm-hmm. have to watch two and a half hours at a time. You can watch an hour at a time. Yeah. I just, and then I'm we're just all happy. saying like. Because the movies are the way they are now, you could maybe do something different. You could. I just, I mean, I would be shocked if they well, did Well, I that. doubt they will because now yeah. they can make the... Maybe uh, like 40 years. They're going to make yeah, four more... Yeah, there's going to be some... Uh, they're going to make four more of those... Uh, oh, whatever it is. Fantastic, Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts. Beast films. Yes, All right. That's going to go on forever. Did you like Fantastic Beasts? I love Beast? Fantastic Beasts. Oh my gosh. I All love right. it so that's much. That's the first shocking thing yeah. that I've heard so far. That's the that first shocking really, thing? Yes, really? Yes. That really surprises me. Really? I thought it was such a good movie. hated that movie. I'm really? sorry. I did. Wow. I, it was, I thought it was so fun. See, I thought like tonally <laughs> I was so confused by it because sometimes it felt like such a kid's movie and other times it was like really like dark and weird. But that's like J.K. Rowling. I guess. I <laughs> that's just, what she does. Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't. I love no, Newt. I didn't like, like that I loved having like a really socially awkward protagonist. Oh, I, like, animals, I like Eddie Redmayne. And... Oh, yeah, I don't like Eddie Redmayne. So that's it. But I do oh, like yeah. Colin Farrell. And I love okay. seeing America, like, because the Harry Potter books are so British and we only see. Oh, see, but I thought know... they really got America, like, wrong. It didn't feel American to me at all. Did you think they were? What I, is... I, I, I guess it, it still had a little bit of, like, that, a did, British what's, tone. what's the name of the uh, American call... school? Um, Ilver Morning? Yeah, that's the least American yeah. name I've ever heard. Yeah. Somebody, uh, it wasn't like Smith's I followed somebody on, I was, <laughs> wizarding school. Somebody on Twitter commented too, is like, so apparently American muggles are called non-mages, yeah. which is no the mages. most, no mages, which is the most British thing you could call them. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah, no it way is, would we be like, hey, check out that no-mages. I guess was I was, I was thinking person. like, this is so it. British. Yes. And then towards the end of the series, one of the people is like, oh, let me put on some tea. And I'm like, just make coffee and then we'll know you're in America. That's true. Yeah, I guess I can see that. Do you, so you, you want five more of these. <laughs> you, want, oh, yeah, you, want, you want wizards eating hamburgers. Okay. All I right. thought I mean I love the characters. Okay. I love the whole way it's going to tie in to like Dumbledore it, and Grindelwald. I don't like the casting of Johnny Depp as Grindelwald. Mm. Just to be clear it, about that, it felt so. I don't know. Nobody I felt, really likes the casting. Of Johnny I felt Depp like anymore. I was watching uh, like the Page Master or something when I was watching. <laughs> Wait, do you want to watch the Page Master? <laughs> Let's do it. Can we do a podcast Let's on the Page Master? Did you read the script? Because they, they yeah, put out the yeah, script. Yeah, I have that. I, did you I like? Mean, did you like that? Yeah, I, mean, I thought it was okay. great. I mean, I didn't. Did you like the page? I didn't master? feel like it was a necessary thing to like publish yeah. the script. Although it was fun to be like, oh, what did they call that thing or yeah. whatever to go back and yeah. reference it. I, think pro- um, I mean, I guess the fact that she actually like wrote it is the reason why they were yeah. like, we have to. We didn't really know what to do with it. Did we end up putting it in the adult section? Do you remember? What? Don't oh, you have like a screenplay section or? Yeah, but we but couldn't. The kids don't look there. Yeah, we couldn't if, decide. I don't know if I was a kid, I would be like, I'm going to read this. Yeah, script. we did. I think we did end up putting it in the adult. We bought yeah. a couple yeah. copies. We did. It's of, adult nonfiction. We bought a couple copies of Cursed Child. And I ended up moving. We had a yeah. few copies in the kids. And I just ended up moving them to the adults because yeah. kids didn't seem to care. No kid came in to check no, it out. No. That's more of a. But I'm an the adult, adult who read the kid, the books as a kid. Yes. It's hard. It was know. hard 
for us to classify it as well because as a as a, it's a script it's yeah. nonfiction. so it wasn't even like so weird that fiction going i know yeah. i know so it was like a, a, a adult new nonfiction. <laughs> so it was kind of like if you knew where to look for it yeah but the one in the adult section went out way more than the copies in the kids section so. yeah but we're sense. also a weird library with weird kids it's true and but we did put you the, hear me kids we, <laughs> I don't know, we did put the screenplay of fantastic beasts in, i love in the, the like the way she ties it into like america's puritan past and the Salem witch mm-hmm. trials and like a second Salem. This, this I don't know does surprise read. me. I didn't think that you would really like this movie. Did? Yeah. I yeah. I mean, I wasn't as excited about it as I was yeah. hoping to be. And then, so I went in, I was like, I'm gonna, I went to see it by myself, mm-hmm. like at midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like me yeah. and a bunch of You often kids. do that with things you're not excited about? <laughs> well, no, I mean, I was excited okay. about it, but yeah. I was like not following it as closely as I follow most Harry Potter things. And then when I saw it, I was like, yes, I'm back in this world. I love it. It was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't wait for the rest of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I don't know. I can't even imagine watching movie two. You didn't see the first one, did you? First one what? Fantastic Beasts. No. No. Okay. I still haven't seen it. Though I was more keen on going to see it than the other movies. Mm. Um, like it came out and there was a part of me where I gave my wife the choice to go either see that or Moana. Yeah. And she just couldn't choose so i chose moana yeah, but choice. like i would have been okay either way um, oh it was so long too that was another thing while we're talking about length <laughs> really? i could have done with way shorter for that yeah. one we don't we don't have to talk about this yeah. anymore. we're never going to agree I, you like but, like magical creaturey things right kind of i do it has a lot of those but probably not the way that they're presented in that <laughs> uh it's a little different yeah <laughs> okay well, it, does and it, not so much magic Eric, creatures. Eric, do you find do you find like new like young kids discovering Harry Potter? Like, yeah, there's still? lots of kids are still coming in. Their parents like they just started reading Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, to this yeah, day. it's really he, fun to hear little like younger kids like reading it for the first yeah. time. You know. my yeah. nieces since yeah. she's like way into it. Yeah. But um, Eric put up a Harry Potter poster in the kids' room, Good job. and it's, I was like, "That's just so a, stupid." It's just Why a are you Hogwarts poster. Yeah. yeah. It's just says an H with the shield and then yeah. like the symbols. I, yeah. made, I made fun of him the for crest, this because yeah. I was like, that's so dumb. It was the that's first so thing you saw when you walked over to the desk. <laughs> yeah. But I'm very wrong, as it turns out. Every, like, every time a kid yeah. sees it, like, Hogwarts, where'd you get that yeah. poster? I'm like, Kmart, 750. Well, that's why you're the I still have a bunch guy. of the, um, when they used to have those old WB stores yeah. at the mall. Yeah. They had it before the movies came out. I have a WB poster. They had a it's bunch pretty, of nice. merchandise that you could only get it at the WB store. Yeah. And I had like everything. And I still have a lot of them. You can't find them anymore. That's so. cool. I yeah. found an old school Disney store when I was in Chicago. Nice. I loved it. It was yeah. so exciting. Yes, but the so the kids are still checking out that stuff. And you know what? Yeah. Uh, all the stuff that came after it to try to capitalize on yeah. that, like the Spiderwick Chronicles mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff, nothing. That is really? all just nobody wants them for anything. I, even read, the kids, I read the Spiderwick Chronicles for that very reason. Even the kids that are reading Harry Potter first now yeah. don't want to read that stuff. Spider-Wick. Did you um, read Spiderwick? I didn't. No. Yeah. You wouldn't like them, I don't think. I mean, I've, they're... Mm, yeah. It's basically one that. book. I mean, yeah. they're like 90 pages each. You could just read them as one book. Um, and so, like, Harry Potter... Do you think Ranger's Apprentice's response to Harry Potter, or is that does that predate it? Those are old. Not not Never that old. Uh, I feel like old. Percy Jackson is definitely a... Not, yeah, the Percy Jackson's probably was, but that... What I say? What you said, you were like, Percy. Okay. <laughs> that well, thing you Percy do Jackson hey. books, they're... They're popular Pepsi. on their own. Yeah. I don't find a lot of connection between like, oh, I just finished Harry Potter. What's no, like it? Now, I don't but need, I think yeah. that, that I think it definitely yeah. was like, yes. ooh, you know, at the time. Especially but the I, first book is I, very much I think like, it, yeah, in the movie. I think yeah. he learned yeah. to like stand yeah. on his own. 
uh, Rick Riordan, the, he's yeah. doing all right. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I mean, think, I think he can walk now. I, I saw him in Chicago. I forgot to tell oh, you that. Jeez. Yeah. You yeah. just saw her. But I feel like if a kid reads Ranger's Apprentice, yeah. the stuff that's coming out now is easier to suggest than mm-hmm. if somebody just read Harry Potter and like, what would you recommend? It's mm-hmm. harder to go from Harry Potter to what's what else is popular now yeah. than something like... I can like, see that. I mean, it's pretty unique. Yeah. You know, because just the it's, whole, it's a whole package. I mean, yeah. as far as like, the, I, it's almost like mm-hmm. you kind of are almost like, I don't know, Vampire Academy at that <laughs> yeah. point. Cause what right. else is like a school with those, um, I remember people were calling Twilight, like, you know, a new, yeah. cause it had that same early fervor yeah. and then it just, yeah. you know, as soon as yeah. that third or fourth book, yeah. how many there are, yeah. I read it and I was like, this is, there no, are four. <laughs> I don't care about this at all. Right. Why are, why is right. everybody telling me I need to read this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's such a bad message in those books, too. It's like, go for the abusive relationship, yeah. not, not the one yeah. that makes you feel you good can't and happy. Be, you can't be happy yeah. on your own. You have to be suffering yeah. to be uh, in a happy. Did, yeah. have, you, have you found, like, what would you recommend to Harry Potter fans who want to read something oh, else? Do you have anything I think it that... depends on what you like about Harry Potter. Because okay. the thing about Harry Potter is it's not just one genre. It's like this nice, yeah. happy marriage of many genres. All right, throw so, something out. If you like the action and the, like, you know, just the turn page turniness of it. Mm-hmm. I think the Hunger Games, but everybody's mm-hmm. read the Hunger Games at this mm-hmm. point. Um, if you like the, like, kind of, I'm at school solving mysteries and going back to the, like, Encyclopedia Brown and those mm-hmm. types of things are always mm-hmm. fun. Um, but I love Inez Bitt's books. She's early 20th century British children's author. Mm. <laughs> kind of, like, not read that much anymore, but it has that same element of, like, I'm a kid in the regular world who happens to find this fantasy world. Okay. So, like, they're very grounded in reality, which is what I like about... Mm-hmm. It might sound weird to say that about Harry Potter, but, like, mm. it's, like, as though there's this magical world just out of sight. And yeah. her books are both very British in the same way that Harry Potter is, but also, like, if you're a person... Oh, is that British? I don't... (laughs) (laughs) If you're a person who can't deal with the, like, Lord of the Rings-style fantasy, that, like, very high fantasy... It is high fantasy. I can't do it. That's the correct name. I can't do it. I know know my lingo. Harry Potter is urban fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I love uh, Gregor and the... um, Gregor oh. the Overlander, yeah, Suzanne, Suzanne Collins', Collins first yeah. series. Yeah. It's more Ooh. for younger kids than Harry Potter. I was going to say, I tried to read that. But I it like so, it. It yeah. felt so young that it I It did, yeah. But I, I, I like it a lot. I feel like uh, it wouldn't be such a jump to go from Harry Potter to Ranger's Apprentice or The Last Apprentice because okay. they're still, they start older than Harry Potter okay. did uh, his first book. And then it's, it's still that kind of like, like Ranger's Apprentice, he's a kid, he's... Uh, He's being trained by this one guy, but everybody is trained by uh, a ranger if they want to be in there. So there's okay. other kids mm-hmm. that he, he interacts with and, you know, has to get along mm-hmm. with. And he's a little bit more special because he works a little harder. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not a huge jump. Okay. I just don't think there's anything like, there's no like school. For, I guess, I mean, yeah. I would almost even say like, did you like the whole like special people going to a special school kind of thing? Read the X-Men. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, is, yeah. I mean, it's true. Yeah. Is it what does I make suggest. sense. Yeah. If you're, for teens, like older teens and young adults, the Magician series by Lev Grossman is really mm-hmm. good. There's a TV series now. Um, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty adult one, He though. wrote that specifically as kind of like a... He, he used to cover Harry Potter a lot as a journalist. Oh, and he okay. kind of wrote that as like, oh, I'm going to do this like more adult spin on okay. it. But it's not, it doesn't feel, it's pretty different, but it still has that same like, you know, there's a magic school, that type of thing. Um, and then the Mysterious Benedict Society is a good one for middle grades. Okay. Yeah. And All I right. bet your, the library probably has those. Well, guys, we yeah. did it. No fights. Sure did, yeah. No fights. <laughs> yeah. And I think we can all agree that the Harry Potter books have had like a tremendous impact on yeah. Yeah. Uh, encouraging kids to read, 
um, and really changing. I, I feel like it changed like the publishing landscape. Yeah. It it made people take seriously like literature for it did. Ch- children. Mm-hmm. I think you know, if you don't I mean, have Harry Potter, you don't have Twilight as YA. Yeah, I think you have Twilight in the romance section, like mm-hmm. Harlequin, like paperback yes. romance. But, yeah, uh, I think yeah. we'd be shelving uh like if twilight was still published yeah i think it would still be published like where we put the ward the jr ward yeah. books and mm-hmm. uh those kind of things and i don't think you have the ya set. i don't you know the hunger games probably would yeah. be uh in the adult section as yeah. well at this point it kind you of know? created this whole idea of like a book fandom too yeah. i mean i don't want to say created because you have the lord of the rings and you have chronicles of narnia and a lot of and popular series animorphs, animorphs and yes. things like that but just the the scale because yeah. Harry Potter came of age the same time the internet came of age so you had yeah. like people all across mm-hmm. the world being able to connect with each other about mm-hmm. a book for the first time which I think is something there's something to that too and it did I mean it retroactively turned a lot of books into young adult books mm. Ender's, yeah. Game, Ender's Game was not a young adult book until uh, until Harry Starship Potter Starship Troopers yeah that makes sense maybe too no. or no no not Starship Troopers no. no no They're I guess I think of it as like oh the movie, I feel like they're like teens, right? No, no, okay. they're. I mean, they're high schoolers. They just graduate. But this is back Sorry, when got... we almost made it through, Sarah. <laughs> this is back when, like, you could. This is back, like, when high schooler radar. You don't. You don't mess with Robert Heinlein on this yeah. podcast. It's, so he did write crucial. a few YA books, though. Back before, I guess they would be juvenile. I don't know. Okay, what we categorize right. them as now. Yeah. Well, I so. yeah, I think the I think the popularity of the the YA genre i think you Little know a lot of too, that yeah. you can yeah a lot of that you can you can take back to harry potter yep. so yes. well uh thanks for joining us sarah thanks for having me uh eric thanks for not causing any fights i didn't want to cause any fights i know i, I like, maybe did talk more about I'm other books than, yeah. that you <laughs> that when you are we gonna do an animorph spotlight anytime you want man <gasps> i told you my I'll, birthday is coming up that's true so oh we should we need to find are you gonna be both and, the host and the special guest that might be it yeah. <laughs> yeah i can't think of anyone else who would want to talk about it yeah so i my brother will do it i'll, I'll call steve and say i need you to read 40 animorph <laughs> he's books. gonna start upping his rate i, I have them all there's 52 of them 52 well that's not counting the megamorphs or the one for every week of the chronicle books all right well <gasps> it would be <laughs> that's a, a podcast right yeah. there oh my gosh. that's a, a spin-off of, of this podcast yeah. you and steve can have your own podcast Just all right spin it off yeah uh let's talk library news for a minute well oh. sarah do you have anything on the horizon for genesee dance theater that people should know about we have classes starting up again in the fall cool um in perry new york mm-hmm. and then we'll be working on our nutcracker production again starting mm-hmm. in the fall and coming mm-hmm. in december the next spring, we just announced we're going to be doing an adaptation of Peter and the Wolf as a oh, ballet. Exciting. So that's exciting. Okay, too. cool. Well, we're in the swing of our summer reading program. Uh, just finished the first week. Uh, I haven't drawn the prize for the first week yet, so I can't tell you what that is, but we'll be doing that shortly. And then maybe one. So come and check the library. This week, we have a craft class. On Thursday, we're going to be making mini chalkboards, which is fun. The book club is The Woman in Cabin 10. That's on July 5th. The problem was the Testament is contemporary classics. It's not page turners. That's why I'm confused. It is the July book, but for contemporary classics. So if you want to read the Testament with me. I don't think I'm going to. Maybe I'll tear it apart. It depends on how much the other people in the book club like it. Oh, they'll hate it. Do you think so? I do. Okay. I absolutely think they'll hate it. Great. Yeah. So we'll uh, (laughs) we'll debrief on that coming up. But Eric, what do you have as far as uh, coming up? Coming up this week? Yeah. Uh, We got Minecraft Monday, three to five. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Tuesday, we have we open up our teen loft area, Exciting. which we'll have a new couch soon because okay. somebody's donating that. Yeah. So uh, we have people who come play their Yu-Gi-Oh cards, but we also have board games and our computers and iPads are open to be cool. used and uh, all the couches you can just hang out there. Wednesdays, our teen anime club, 5.30 to 7.30. Uh, Thursday, we're going to be playing around with... Uh, what are they called? Snap circuits. Oh. Uh, they're kind of like high-stake electronic Legos. Ooh, wow. So You sold high me. High-stake. Yeah. 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 And then uh, Friday, we're showing the modern classic Beauty and the Beast. Starring Harry Potter's Emma Watson. Yes. Yeah, she she really uh, broke stereotypes by playing a, a young girl who's very into books. Yeah. So. That's true. <laughs> Living in a castle. Different yeah. I should mention With also, talking inanimate objects. <laughs> yeah. um, since we talked about Harry Potter, I'm, the 10th anniversary of the publication of the last book is coming out. Ooh. So to celebrate <laughs> and kind of raise funds for our local library in Perry, we're okay. doing a Harry All Potter. Right, okay, okay. Give mile- me my <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Uh, I'm doing a Harry Potter-themed Pilates and yoga class called Expecto Pilates. <laughs> <laughs> How is that better <laughs> than my podcast recording? Or whatever. Good, yeah. and, anyway. What's that's july you that's said july 20th okay. um and we're yep. coordinating with a couple other local businesses to mm-hmm. have a little party afterwards burlingham so. books hopefully our yep. friends at yep. burlingham books they're right across the street they'll have copies for sale yep. they have actually a lot of nice um they've been great for all of our uh, of our author visits right they've been really yeah. great to work with yeah. so cool cool yeah. anything else eric do you, do you want to talk about animorphs just a little bit more no it's okay. before we close the show <laughs> no i okay. just they all were right. there. All right. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was there. Yeah. They're yeah. always you there. It. You made it. Okay. There well, thanks. True. Thanks again to our special age. guest, Sarah, <laughs> and our, our special Eric. If I thank the guests and not Eric, he gets very <laughs> what upset. Are you going to... I just want to thank my special co-host, Eric right. Nichols, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, uh, <laughs> join us next week where we're going to talk about something. Episode 99. Woo! That'll be crazy. I, I guess know. we did to talk about the year 1999. Yeah. Y2K. We could party like books. 1999. So. Yeah. All right, we'll figure it out. (laughs) See you then.